Welcome to See Me Here, where you come for all of your media needs. My name is Ray. It's your boy Nikki Tay Tay. And today, we are going over the top 10 best movies this year. Yep, all the heavy hitters from the year of 2019, filled with ups and downs. You know, started off really strong, got really bad in the summer, which is weird for summer um, blockbusters. And then the end of the year, of course, we got everything that we wanted in the summer. <laughs> And I will have to say that this list is comprised of the movies that me and you watch. So there will be movies that are great that we didn't get a chance to watch this year. We will do better next year, but we have to give you the ones that we watch for this particular list. Ten. Ford versus Ferrari makes the number 10 spot. A uh, really good documentary film, um, or biopic, I guess, uh, in a way. Really good, really strong. Matt Damon, Christian Bale, I could not have been happier with this film. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like you said, it's the 10th movie of the year, so that says a lot about this movie. Something definitely worth watching, and I gotta say that this movie was thrilling from beginning to end. Nine. Number nine comes the second installment of Zombieland, Zombieland Double Tap. Uh, funny, really funny. Funniest movie I think I've seen all year, which is why it makes the list, because comedy is always good to have, right? It breaks up the seriousness of all the films that we get, even uh, one of the best films of the year, uh, superhero movie was super serious, you know, very emotional. Uh, so it was good to have a strong comedy this year. And it had all of the things that we liked in movies, especially this past decade. Zombies, check. Comedy, check. Woody Harrelson, my guy. The White Samuel Jackson, as I will call him. Check. We had everything we wanted in Zombieland, and it was just better than the original for me, and that is why I made the nice spot. Eight. For the number eighth movie, I would have to say is the best remake of the year. We get a lot of remakes. We know Hollywood want to keep pumping them out because they know we're going to keep buying them. And Lion King was one of them. Disney does what it does best. It gave us what we loved as kids and also some that watched it as adults. And this movie was good. It wasn't better than the original, was it? But it did strike the right tones and it gave me exactly what I wanted. Challenge Gambino, Beyonce, I have to thank you both for participating in something that I loved as a kid and something that I still love today. Yeah, definitely Disney trying to pick up on the success of Black Panther. They said, hey, let's do Lion King, let's give it an all-black cast, which I appreciate it. Uh, seeing, you know, again, we're basing these numbers on how we rated the movies when we first saw them. This will probably fall a little bit lower on the list for me now, but I'm happy at it being on the number eight spot. And it gets me excited now that I say all of that for Black Panther 2, because that should be really good. Go Disney, go black people. Seven. Number seven is the second best horror film of the year, which is crazy. Uh, Us, you know, directed by the guy we have grown to love immensely, Jordan Peele. This movie was great. Probably not as good as Get Out, which is it, which has been the constant hot debate, but still a really strong second showing for Jordan Peele. Can't wait to see where he goes after this one. Jordan Peele, as of right now, can't do no wrong. He is on a path to success, and I love that he is tackling the horror genre. Because we love the horror genre so much, Absolutely. and he is doing a good job of making some of the best horror movies for at least the two years that it came out, for sure. And uh, Us was a lot darker than Get Out, and I think that that was a good thing uh, that it led itself into that direction. Both movies are great for what they was, but Us was the hit for this year, 
And thank you, Jordan Peele, again. I absolutely also can't forget about the acting. Lupita Nyong'o did amazing to play two characters in this film and doing both phenomenally speaks tones. And that should be definitely something considered at the Oscars, even though it, I think it wasn't even a, a nomination. I don't... That's crazy. <laughs> but whatever, you know, we give you love here and hopefully you appreciate that. So, go black people. Six. For the number six spot, a movie that me and Nikki Tate love so much. We both love this movie so much that it had to crack the top ten. How can you leave out Toy Story 4, Pixar's crying and Jewel? This is what Pixar has been built on. It has been built off of the Toy Story franchise, and they continue to blow us away every time they make one. How many Toy Stories can we get until you say, I want no more toys? There is none. I always want toys. I don't care how old I am, and this movie did it for me. I got Buzz, I got Woody, I even got a spoon that I didn't even know that I was like. I still don't kind of like the spoon, but I like that they tried, and that is why this movie was so good for me, because I got everything I love, and they also tried something new. Well, technically, he was a spork. That's true. Uh, and I have to say, you know, to clarify, Toy Story 3 will always be my favorite Toy Story. Toy Story 4 was really good. You know, it was great to see the characters back. Uh, we got to see growth in toys that I never thought I would ever see on the big screen. Uh, but the most important thing, I think, to all of this is that it shows that sequels can continue to be successful. And yeah. Pixar has that magic. Disney has yet to really find it, I think, especially with the Star Wars movies that we had to sit through uh, over the last you know, five years. But Pixar, I cannot knock, has been on a tear Makes me excited to see things like Coco 2 uh, and whatever else that they do. Pixar go. Pixar. Keep doing it. Five. Number five on the list is none other than The Irishman. This was, for all intents and purposes, a free movie. It came on Netflix. I mean, you had to pay for Netflix. Uh, but they gave away arguably one of the best mob movies I've seen in over a decade. Like, not only do you get the heavy hitters uh, of director and, and Martin Scorsese, but then we also get the heavy hitters of mob movies in De Niro, Pacino, and Pesci, who came out of retirement just to make this movie happen. Uh, I think that speaks volumes. Uh, if you don't mind the three-hour runtime, this is a movie that you have to see. I would totally agree. This movie was phenomenal. And this movie could go higher on the list. That's how good... This movie is. It could. I didn't say it would. I said it could. <laughs> it potentially could go higher on the list. We have it at five for a reason. But three things I will have to say is Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and Al Pacino. Anything more than that would be too much. Hey, you get Scarsese. Like, what more do you want from a movie? Go see the movie. It's like you said, if you haven't go see it, go see it right now. It's free. You get everything you want in a monster movie, and you got everything you wanted in The Irishman. Four. Where will we be without this number four movie? Where would the comic book community be on the big screen? Like, there were not many, many comic book movies before the Avengers and Marvel and all of the Marvel characters got into their bag. They have gave us a decade of great, great cinema. And Avengers Endgame was the culmination of all of those things 
that comic book fans love and that people have came to love because of how good these movies are. Once again, Disney is finding a way to make their mark on this top 10. It's like, it's like they keep flooding. They have all of these other entities that's helping them do it, like Marvel, like Pixar, but they are doing it and Disney and Marvel, you have done it. The Endgame was such a great movie and this is kind of what we wanted Star Wars to be. So it goes back to that Disney thing again. Like this is kind of what we wanted Star Wars to be. We got a decade worth of movies and they did a good job of capping it all off and giving us something special that we would never forget. Yeah, easily when this movie came out, uh, number one movie of the year at the time, which says a lot that it's now number four about how that how 2019 progressed. Uh, Emotional, right? I mean, you think about this movie, Tony Stark will live in our hearts forever. And spoiler alert, but you should have seen it by now. This is the wrap up. Uh, and that that piece, that you know, that moment of him snapping with the Infinity Stones, or the moment when Captain America grabs the uh, hammer, you know, or the moment when like everybody comes back through the portals, like that whole the whole last thirty minutes, like makes that whole movie just awesome it makes everything that we've been waiting for like you said over a decade absolutely amazing avengers endgame is easily easily in the hearts of millions of people and oh what a good job i know stan lee is happy and r.i.p to that man because this absolutely. this was worth it this it was worth all the work that they have been putting in and congrats to everybody who got to work on the film three Number three is a film that would be disrespectful if I called it just another Bonnie and Clyde film. It is arguably one of the best black movies I've seen in the last few years, with the exception of Black Panther. Queen and Slim, amazing, right? It's a film not only about police brutality, but also about black love, which is very, you know prevalent in this day and age. Two strong motifs that the African American community must hold dear. Uh, and that we'd like to show, you know, to other, you know, races, other groups of people. So you can experience, you know, just another point of view from us, you know. Even though the movie is probably a bit extreme, you know, two people going on the run. It is still very real in a lot of ways. And a lot of the stuff that you saw on the screen isn't for play. You know, this is serious emotions, great acting. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya, again, you know, we talked about Get Out before and now seeing him grow in this role is, is just an it's just a testament to the acting capability of him and then also the stories that we as African Americans can tell. Absolutely. This movie was it for me. This movie was everything I wanted in a black film, especially a black film about love. I'm not gonna even bring up the police brutality part because it's so small in what this movie actually was. It played such a big part in it, but it was so small for what this movie was. A lot of love movies give you years or months of building up these two characters and this love interest and having them go back and forth. Queen and Slim found a way to show you what kind of love can be real in what a week, maybe two weeks at the most of all of them going through all of this stuff, but at the end of the day, they had each other. Queen and Slim, I, I can't say it enough in this, in this little window we got to talk about this movie. This movie was amazing. It was amazing for every reason. And like I said in the review before, this movie was made by people that know us, not people that was pandering to us. And, 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 and I can't say more. I can't. It was a good film. Ooh.
the sequel we never knew we wanted, right? Uh, some movies should never, ever have a sequel. Sometimes the original is so good, you just never touch it. Because some things are just classics, and no one wants to see you ruin those. Dr. Sleep is by far one of the best sequels I've ever seen in my life. I can, I can really put that much juice on it for me. I can't speak for the world, but for me, one of the best sequels that I've ever seen, especially coming off a classic. Like it's 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 almost like getting a a a, a sequel to Casino or or a sequel to any of those monster movies that was great. Like it, it's like getting sequels to movies that you just never knew you wanted sequels for. And Doctors, I didn't even knew Doctor Sleep existed. The book existed, and I'm glad that they brought it to the big screen because it literally was everything I expected and want it from a movie like this, and then expound on what the uh, what the movie already gave you. Like, The Shining already gave you enough, and this movie just really built on that and even extended that further. To me, I'm gonna let you go, I'm sorry, I'm gonna talk to no, you about but this movie made The Shining better. Like, that's how good this movie was. It made a classic even better. I went back and watched The Shining because of this movie. Like, let me get more of the original so it can make me appreciate the sequel. And it did that. This movie was so good. And it's also a movie. I'm a little long with I apologize. It's also a movie that made you not even have to see the original. Like, that's how good Dr. Sleep was. You could not have seen The Shining and still walk away and say, this was a good movie. Now, if you've seen The Shining, you will leave and say, this was a great movie. And for us, or for me, it was great. Before seeing this movie, I would have thought it was impossible to be better than Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. And this movie somehow found a way to do it. And I know it sounds crazy, right? Like, no way Dr. Sleep is better than The Shining, but I can stand on all 10 toes and let you know that this film is better than The Shining. It is, oh my God, it is everything about just new technology, great storytelling, good visuals, and the added addition of already being in the Stephen King, you know, lore universe. It is just, it is everything you want from a movie, from a sequel, like you said, just, from a horror film, yeah. it's like, it's, oh, I, just, I, I cannot express how good this film actually is. It almost, for me, really is the number one film, but the number one film is just so good <laughs> <laughs> that it just barely, barely, like, edges this film out. But this film is one that I will cherish for the rest of my life. Like, Dr. Sleep is now in my go-tos. Like, yeah, I want to see this movie every so often just to feel everything I felt again. This movie was fantastic. And if you haven't seen it, shame on you. Go and see it. Go and see a really good movie today. We have to have an honorable mention section. Since me and Nikki Tate, they both scored these movies somewhat differently for some of them and even drastically different for others. This is, whole list is a compound of what we thought between them all. It's our average score. So there's some movies that didn't make the mark that probably would have made it on your personal top 10 Absolutely. or my personal top 10. So I kind of wanted to give an honorable mention to some of these movies. One of the movies we want to talk about is It. I think It was another Stephen King movie that was good. And I don't think it was better than the original for myself. <laughs> <laughs> for myself. But I cannot deny the acting power in the and the and the acting power of this movie. Now, I think that's what this movie done best was have all these collections of actors and all of them stand out in their own individual way. Yeah, I think what what makes the first chapter of it so good is just the kids. And even for the original miniseries, I think everybody will say that they prefer the kids' story the best because it just feels more 
um, scary in, in some ways, right? Just that the monster and kids having a battle. It's like, yeah, this is a lose-lose situation. But what Chapter 2 did really well, like you said, is not only are the actors well chosen, but it really feels like a continuation of the story from the actors looking just like the kids. And then we got a double dose of Pennywise. Like, they doubled down on Pennywise. We got him... I don't know, I felt like 60% of the time where in the first movie, he was probably there 40% of the time, which makes chapter two, for me, a bit scarier, just visually. Uh, but really strong movie, nonetheless. The next honorable mention we'll go into is John Wick, chapter three, mm -hmm. which was everything you imagine John Wick to be, just nonstop killing. And like I said in the review, like, you always say, like, how many ways can he kill a person? And it's like they just managed to find new ways in every film. It was exciting to see Keanu Reeves in a in another powerhouse role uh, in, a, in a franchise that's going to continue. Uh, and I can't wait to see him do John Wick 4 and The Matrix in one year in 2020. That would be something. Yeah, this movie was action-packed from beginning to end. This is what we want from Michael Bay. He does not give us this anymore. He gives us a lot of bad movies. But this is what we want when we say we want an action-packed film from beginning to end that is actually poppable. And this movie was. The last honorable mention we'll mention <laughs> is The Lighthouse. A really, really good film. Uh, super artsy. All shot in black and white. Which was really like a jump. I was yeah. like, like, how do you expect... A movie, you know, like a lot of people go and enjoy this movie, Sean Black and White. Uh, but Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe blew it away. I mean, two men in a lighthouse, and as it devolves into something crazy, uh, you're just along for the ride. And to true movie fans, this is a movie I highly recommend. This is a movie that you will see in film class. They definitely will show this movie in film class. You will be writing a paper about this movie, trust me, because this movie is in that vein of something that needs to be picked apart and analyzed. And any really, like you say, any movie moviegoer will really love a film like this. Uh, and I enjoyed it as well, and the acting was top-notch. Absolutely. One. Number one should be an absolute no-brainer. Uh, let me say before I actually name the movie, I was totally surprised. I was blown away with how good this film actually came out. And no disrespect to the lead actor, because I know the lead actor can do wonderful things, but... <sighs> Joker! It is Joker, right? You gotta, you gotta think. Comparing this to The Dark Knight and Heath Ledger's performance, that was always going to be like the, the number one thing that people went in with on their mind. Like, is it better than Heath Ledger's Joker? You know, the, the constant comparison. You already had Avengers Endgame. Like, so it's a superhero movie, but it's about the Joker. We got a new guy. And everybody had their doubts, right? Everybody had their doubts. And this movie blew all of that away. I don't even... Oh, my God. It's just... Like, is this even really a superhero movie anymore? It's more like a, a, a people movie. It's about understanding the psychosis of a person, right? It's just, oh, it just transcends, like, everything we know. Like, you thought The Dark Knight was great. You thought Christopher Nolan delivered you something totally different when Batman Begins first comes out. And now we get the Joker. It's like a totally different spin on telling you know, these comic book characters, origin stories, or stories in general, 
and Joaquin Phoenix blows it away. You know, instantly we came out of the movie theater and people were saying like, yeah, he's better than Heath Ledger. And that was insane to me at the time. I'm like, no way, I gotta sit on it. And like, here today, I'm like, yeah, like he might, he might, he might have got it. It's just, cause it's just, it's just so many different levels of emotion in this film. And Heath Ledger, don't get me wrong, he did an amazing job. But Joaquin Phoenix literally took you through the rise of the Joker, of, a, of, of a, a, a maniac. And he felt real. I felt like he, at the end of the movie, becomes the Joker. Like, what more do you want? What more do you want out of a comic book story? The Joker. Uh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta follow up to that. I, 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 let me just say this. Let me just say this. I, I'm getting goosebumps. Um, just thinking about it. I know these last two movies. It's, it's, it's so crazy to me how this year to me started off so bad. Yes, we got Avengers, and that was amazing. Yeah, but that was like in April. Too. Yeah, but this 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 year started off so bad. Me and you kind of said like this is not a good year. Yeah, because we already knew like it was Avengers. Toy Story and Lion King. And after that, it was like, yeah, we're, we're like, what what movie yeah. is going to shine this year? Because yeah. we, we knew the three hitters, right, which all made, all three of them made the top ten. Yeah. Like, no surprise there. What movies are going to stand out? And the Joker did more than stand out. I, I would have to say, I got a lot of bold proclaims with this one. I'm sorry. This movie would go on my top ten of uh, uh, decade movies. If we go top 10 decade movies, yeah, this would be in my top five easily, without question. Without question. <laughs> without question. the best movie of the year. One so of I'm the not, best movies of the decade. Yeah, easily. Joaquin Phoenix is arguably the best villain of all time. Like, that is where this falls on. Joaquin Phoenix gives me that. We're, we're talking about comic book villains here. We're not, I know, I know. You say it over, you say it over, then over. I said almost. I'm not, I'm not putting him over anybody. Okay. I'm saying he is at the tippy top with Josh Brolin, with Killmonger, with Heath Ledger. They are all in this magnificent boat of villains in comic book movies, and we got them all, and they all were amazing. But like you said, how many of these villains have that range, right? Yeah, and the right. reason why the Joker and Heath Ledger, no, I'm sorry, the reason why the Joker and Joaquin Phoenix had this range was because we it was an origin story. Mm -hmm. All of these other villains were established. They all were what they were. And this is why Heath Ledger stayed at 10. But Joaquin Phoenix worked his way up to 10. And that is why it has to be commended. I'm not saying they, I'm not with you yet. I'm, I'm just saying he might have. I'm saying he might have. Like, it's, it's so damn close. Like, people want to make it like Heath Ledger is uncatchable. And all, and all I'm saying is, Joaquin Phoenix's hand is on his shoulder. Oh, oh yeah. He's absolutely. touching this guy. Absolutely. Now, whether it's from the front or <laughs> from yeah, the back, yeah, it's yeah. up to you, you to decide. Yeah, he might be, he might, he's <laughs> passing the baton or is he receiving the baton. Either way, they're right next to each other. I would definitely say they, they are, to me, next. The neck, and if I ever, which I pray, and I don't think it's gonna happen, but money, money speaks violence. If we ever get a Joaquin Phoenix yeah, movie with Batman, we will really it's get over. to see it's what it's we want. Cause we got some of it in uh, this movie. Uh, the Joker was so good. Let me just cap it off. Cause I don't want to talk about it too much. Go watch the movie. If you haven't seen it, you missed out this year yeah. because this is the best movie, one of the best character studies ever done. It's up there with the Silence of the Lambs and other movies with characters that had character study type of movie because that's what this was and i don't know if i want this for every villain i wouldn't mind it if it was done right oh i wouldn't mind it having it like I four, mind or five it more times. Right. four or five more times like can you imagine like the green goblin getting something yeah. like this like what yeah. just blow your mind on the character of like a norman osborne or 
was a, was another good one. Like more Batman. All you could do basically all of Batman yeah, Spider-Man villains. The role like, and you could do you could do any of them and just pick one, pick one out, boop, and then just be like, oh my god, this is just so gritty, and I I just love this this darkness I'm feeling, right? Like it just make you hate the world, but just love the art. <laughs> like it's just crazy. Ah, oh, the Joker. Like like you said, like you had to go see this movie. Number one movie on our list for a reason. It should be number one on a lot of people's list. This movie was phenomenal. That completes the top 10 for the year of 2019. Top 10 films, of course. Uh, we hope you agree. Uh, if you feel like there's any film that we left off, please let us know. Uh, maybe we didn't even get to see it. But I think absolutely this list is like solid, you know. I mean, with uh, maybe Lion King was a bit too high. And Toy Story 4, yeah, it was really good. Everything else kind of falls into place. Uh, from Joker down to Ford versus Ferrari. I can't be too upset at this list. I think this is another good year. Just from not only us seeing the best movies out, but then also saying, hey, we're ranking these pretty damn good mm. on a weekly basis. I would have to agree with you this year. Like I said, started off slow, but ended phenomenally. Uh, we got a lot of really good movies this year. And I would even say some of these movies might make my top 10 decade list as well. Yeah, absolutely. As always, let us know how you feel about the list again. Like I said, let us know if you have any movies that you would have liked to see in the top 10. Uh, and then also, you know, if you really like the list, go check out our list from last year. I can't even remember what number one from 2018 was. I remember. You were well, let you look at that on the video. I like what you did there. Yeah. Uh, and as always, don't forget, you've seen it here. 2019, we're out of here.